Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is going to be the first part of a very fun series, inshallah. I've been holding off starting a podcast out of fear of my advice or personal stories being mistaken for dawah. That being said, the purpose of this series isn't for you to take what I say as an Islamic ruling. Instead, it is a safe space for sisters, especially those growing up in the West, to relate to the unique struggles we face, and more specifically, how I manage to navigate through these struggles and continue to do so. We all have unique experiences, but finding others who went through similar stages in life makes it easier for us to find comfort and acceptance in the challenges Allah has granted us. We can train our minds to see these challenges we face as a blessing rather than a burden, and seeing them as such will bring your heart so much raha and ease even in the toughest times. May Allah keep us all patient and trusting in Him through our trials. I guess we'll begin with a little about me and where this all started. My name is Lubna. I'm a 20-year-old daughter to two honorable and loving Sudanese parents, alhamdulillah. I was born in Ethiopia but spent my entire life in Canada, so I have no recollection whatsoever of Ethiopia. I did visit Sudan a few years back, and that's somewhere I can see myself retiring to and enjoying the simplicity of the villages and the peaceful sound of the Adhan every day. But I live in Canada. I'm currently finishing my psychology degree, and I'm honestly not entirely sure what the plan afterwards is, but I trust entirely in what Allah has planned for me, so inshallah khair for all of us. I actually planned this podcast for a very long time. I thought it would be easy to start, but as I continue to think about what really went into it, I realized there was more than just turning on a mic and talking. Oftentimes I find myself talking to my friends about the struggles we all had growing up as Muslims or women of color. A majority of the time these struggles were similar or exactly the same. We compare how we each overcame these struggles and we learn from each other, but most of the time we just talk and listen and relate in a way which we find comfort knowing that we all go through these struggles and there is a way out. I always leave these conversations thinking how great it would have been to have this conversation while I was struggling and maybe it could have helped me through that stage. So my friends were my inspiration for this podcast, although they don't know that yet. Every conversation we had, even the silly ones, always had a strong and lasting impact on my life and I am forever grateful for them, alhamdulillah. Friends are definitely an entire topic of their own that I would love to get into in the future, but for now we'll stick to the introduction. Sometimes what we need to overcome rough patches is simply a reminder that there may be others experiencing similar things and willing to talk about them and listen. So back to my life story. Despite the blessings that came with living in a more stable country, there were so many challenges I faced growing up, not only as a Muslim, but as a black Muslim. Although now I'm speaking just from experience and not to generalize, but I know many of us can relate to the struggles. I never used to think there was a difference between Muslims when it came to race. As a child, I believe once we said the Shahada, our race did not mean anything. It just kind of disappeared. And of course that's true and not just for Muslims. In the eyes of Allah, we are all equal, but humans are flawed and judgmental and could never be as just or as loving as Allah. Along with facing the struggles of being a Muslim in the West, I faced the struggles of being a black Muslim within the Muslim community. This left me in a position where I was fighting for acceptance from both society as well as the Muslim community, when in reality, Allah has already accepted me as well as all of you as we are, but that was hard to understand as a child. Navigating life in the West when you feel like you do not fit in anywhere is difficult. Our parents, of course, try their best to ensure that our lives are as easy as they can be. 
They take on the struggles while we are young, so when we're older, we may take from their teachings and navigate through life carefully. I believe this is a dream most parents have for their kids, but the reality is the world is a place of influence. The minute we step outside of our homes, we are bound to be faced with something that will guide us to think differently. Maybe it's a billboard sign or an ad or even the friends or appears around us. But whatever it is, we are far from the safe cover of our parents and our minds are in a curious state. We are no longer being told what is right or wrong. We are being exposed to certain situations and it's our job to use what we are taught to determine if this is right or wrong. We begin to explore the world as individuals rather than just as students to our parents' teachings. And with that, we may begin to delve into the actions and beliefs of those around us. Maybe we're just curious to understand or learn, but the influence is strong nonetheless and it does affect the way we feel. Essentially, our parents can protect us and teach us right from wrong as long as they're around, but eventually we all enter the public sphere and our curiosity takes over. So it's up to us to hold on tightly to our morals and beliefs and using our curiosity to learn about our world rather than guide ourselves astray. Although there may be many Muslims where you live, I think we can all agree there are times where you still feel like you stand out with your hijab or with your abaya or with your niqab. We are taught that these unique and beautiful attributes are part of who we are, part of being Muslim. But the world we are now part of makes us feel as though these things are strange. We are weird and out of place. And I promise you, nobody wants to feel out of place. Many of us feel inclined to fit in or at least feel accepted by those around us. So feeling out of place makes you feel lost or even isolated. These feelings you feel of discomfort or awkwardness isn't something you are alone in, nor something you should be ashamed of but it is something you should question. Why do I want to fit in so badly? Is there really anything wrong with the way I dress or look, or am I just falling for the standards being set around me? This brings us to the problem that many young Muslims or just Muslims in general face. We may understand and hold it in our hearts that the way we dress is correct and we are rewarded for this ibadah, but as we step outside, we are faced with so many conflicts of wanting to be a part of something, then we slowly forget the importance of the way we are dressed or how we are representing ourselves. I for one definitely struggled with this. I went to an Islamic school up until grade 4, so I thought the hijab was just a part of life and I felt so comfortable and confident wearing it. We wore a uniform, we all looked the same, and with little concept of racial differences, we all were the same. It wasn't until I switched to a public school where I was one of only two hijabis for a few years, and that's when I began to realize the difference in treatment that I faced. And to add, I was one of only maybe three black kids. Alhamdulillah, I had so many friends. But even children are curious and can come across as judgmental when they aren't exposed to all the different people they can meet. This is why I place so much importance on teaching kids that different people exist. So when they do encounter people who look different, they don't treat them as if they are a zoo exhibit, but rather greet them with the kindness and sincerity we are taught to greet everyone. I often was met with backhanded compliments about my race, about how I'm pretty for a black girl, but it's a good thing I'm not black black. And if you ask me about that today, I still cannot explain what that means to you. And about my hijab, my peers would ask me, if you had the chance to take it off, would you? Don't you think you would look better? And this sparked one of the many comments that remained with me while I continued to learn the importance of my hijab and becoming comfortable in my own skin. I wanted to fit into the world. I wanted to fit into the trends that all the pretty girls in my class were following. But at what cost? To me, they were cool and pretty. They always got compliments for their hair while I got disgusted looks and awful what-if questions about my hijab. These are the kinds of struggles so many of us go through, but we don't realize just how many people around us also face the same thing. So we begin to feel isolated and alone. 
Now, I would be lying if I said that as a kid I overcame these feelings of wanting to fit in. In fact, the feelings of being an outsider still come back from time to time and they stick around for a little while, then disappear again. The reality is, it isn't about changing how others see you, but rather about changing how you see yourself and how you understand your goal and purpose in this dunya. All of Allah's creations are created in the best of forms, from bees to a blade of grass to flowers to every person including yourself, the most perfect of forms, subhanAllah. If we never faced criticism about our looks from the public, how many of us would actually think there was anything wrong with us? Be honest with yourself. Had nobody pointed out these things, would you have ever cared or worried about them? The reality is, most of us wouldn't have cared, but we begin to care when there is a standard we cannot meet. When it comes to looks, Allah did not set standards for us. He did not say that the best of the Muslims are those who are beautiful. We have to change the mentality we have about our purpose in everything we do and question who are you doing it for. I can say I have faced these feelings and it's something I no longer think of every day. I found the strength to understand why I stand out and that became more beautiful to me than anything. The first step I took to disconnecting from these feelings is to understand that Allah, Al-Musawwir, the fashioner, has created all of his creations including you in the best of forms. But what does this really mean when we face criticism for the way we look? Does it not mean we are flawed? Not really. It means that the love of humans could never amount to the love that Allah has for us. Humans are not as forgiving or kind, and we set standards that are unnecessary and unattainable. You're living your life for the sake of Allah, not for the sake of the Instagram likes or the compliments you get when you go out, or how many people turn their heads when they look at you. We have a purpose, and it is not to please those in this world. We must also understand that we will all be challenged in this dunya for the sake of our akhirah. There is so much beauty in being tested by Allah and being in a position that pushes you to come closer to Him and increase your trust in His plans for you. Imagine if you never faced difficulty, if you had everything you ever wanted without any challenges. Of course this sounds amazing, but how many of us would still turn to Allah and cry for forgiveness or cry out of gratefulness in moments of happiness? So if difficulty guides you closer to Allah, is that not something you should see as a blessing and an opportunity rather than a burden? Shaping the way I view the challenges I face is how I taught myself to navigate through life and all its beautiful struggles with an open mind and full trust that the outcome will always be what's best for me. This is a continuous work in progress. Everyone has their weak moments. We aren't perfect, but weakness isn't a sign of the end. It's a sign that there is space for improvement. This dunya is temporary. Everything has an end, so is it not better for us to endure the struggles temporarily and trust that Allah's reward will always be better than what we could have had in this dunya? Alhamdulillah, I think we'll stop here for the first episode, and if you made it this far, I really hope you'll find even the slightest peace and comfort in the series. I truly cannot wait to get into more specific topics and stories that I have, but this was just an introduction to get a feel of what the vibes will be like, inshallah. There is so much we can learn about navigating life, understanding that our place in this world can be as comfortable as we need as long as we keep trust in Allah and remember Allah at all times in our hearts and incorporating the deen into everything we do when seeking halal in this dunya. Emphasis on halal. Inshallah, the next episode will be all about the struggles we face becoming consistent with the hijab. And since hijab is obviously a broader term, it will be multiple episodes focused on all the different aspects of hijab, inshallah. May Allah grant us all the strength to overcome the challenges we face. May He grant us the patience and trust we need through our challenges. 
May Allah allow us to live by the shahada and die as Muslims only when he is pleased with us. And I ask Allah to increase the iman of those struggling and keep us all on the right path. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.